Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 332, recorded live on Sunday, November 3rd, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who couldn't record this morning, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who could not record at all yesterday, Andy Lowe. Hi. Why couldn't we record on Saturday again, Andy? Because I had gotten up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, got picked up around 5.45 or so, was driven about three hours up to Midland, Michigan, which if you're looking at your hand is... Your right hand, palm facing you people. <laughs> I would say at the bottom of your pointer finger. Yeah, that's about right. a little further north than Flint. Yes. So up in there, so about three-hour drive up there for a training seminar on becoming a level one certified curling instructor. The, wait, okay, hang on. <laughs> there are so many things with this. Okay. First off, first off, there are certified curling instructors. Yes, there are actually three levels. That was part two, was that there, there is not just a certified curling instructor, there are levels of being a certified curling instructor. Yes. What qualifies you as, like, what, what more can you do as a level three that you are not allowed to do as a level one? Well, the... Um Hold on, let me grab my 130-page PDF that I was given, and I can tell you exactly the differences between... And does that then qualify me to be a level one? <laughs> Introduction, level one instructor. Okay, level one instructor uh, helps build club membership by introducing the sport to the public in a safe and uh, fun okay, way. so spread the cult of curling. Yes. yes. Step. So it's... The level one instructors are the people who would be there for a learn to curl and teach the basics. Okay. Okay. What does a level two instructor do? Level two instructors are the people who would um, take somebody like me who has had curling experience but has issues and then watch them and teach them things that they can do differently. Show them what's... The, the guy who was teaching the course was a level two instructor, so he actually took his iPad out onto the ice on a little tripod and had us throw some stones towards there and he recorded us and it was kind of like a like a little telestrator on there mm -hmm. so he could show us that hey your shoulders are not level or your feet need to be more in line with the stone or you're doing this that and the other thing okay so that's a level two a level three instructor at that point you're talking like coaches for professional teams yes how does one move from level one to two to three uh, right now, you actually can't. You wait. What? <laughs> you so you're training to become a level one certified instructor, but you can't become level two. Not at the moment. How did this guy get to be level two? Um, they are revamping the curling instruction guidelines. And who is they? And who the hell said we are going to to certify this? The U.S. Curling Association. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what? It's the U.S. Curling Association oversees all of the regional curling associations. There's like a Great Lakes Curling Association. Wisconsin's got a curling association. Minnesota's got one. Mm -hmm. So they oversee the local ones, and the local ones oversee the clubs, and the clubs oversee the members. That gives you your hierarchy. So from up on high, the U.S. Curling Association said, 
we don't think the previous instructor certifications were doing any good. So we're going to revamp them. And so I just got through the revamped level one certification. Okay. And they are currently in the process of revamping level, level two, two and level three. Okay. And they said, basically all of the, the people said, we're not going to have any level two classes until we revamp the system. So you can go, you could go out right now and take a level one course, but you can't get level two right now because they have not approved the new curriculum. Okay. I so is this your your new career path that you no. want to look into or well I mean now now once you qualify that is once you once you test as a level 1 could you go to some place that doesn't have any curling and kind of start a curling club? Well, I could start learn to curls. There's a, there's a lot of stuff there you have to do to start a curling club beyond even just A, finding a place to curl and B, finding the equipment because the equipment ain't cheap. Because it's granite from like this one hidden quarry that no one knows about. Yes, that is now currently a bird sanctuary. So they're not allowed to uh, dig anymore. They're not allowed to mine anymore granite. Yeah, so like the new stones now, the stones that we got were actually solid pieces of this granite. But the Midland Club where I went to, they got new stones that were are like like last year. Their new stones have two different types of granite. It's kind of like a granite sandwich. <laughs> where the outside band and the running boards are two different types of granite. And I could probably get you in touch with somebody who could explain... <coughs> oh, excuse me. One sec. <coughs> My co-host is killing himself. My apologies. I got something stuck in my throat. I think it's still there. Drink. Dave said drink. Ah. Okay. There, there, There's like four different types of granite that they're trying to use now for the outer... It's a big mess. Big mess. But yeah, the Kalamazoo Curling Club wanted to uh, get some more certified instructors because the Olympics are coming up in about 80 days. And so they're expecting a lot of people to take up curling. Yes. Like, that is our one time to do a big, huge membership push. During the Winter Olympics. During the Winter Olympics when curling is on American television. I... Okay. You're still perplexed by this whole thing, aren't you? I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> so why couldn't we record this morning? Uh, this morning, I had Dungeons & Dragons. Oh. Well, Pathfinder, actually. So, 3.5, whatever it is. Two. <laughs> D20 and open. So, I, I figured it out. The, the, if you know D&D history, D&D came out, Dungeons & Dragons, Gary Gygax, right? Uh, and then they refined the rules and made it easier, and that was D&D 2, second edition. Okay. At the same time, they also advanced the rules and added more complexity, and they called that advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. So Pathfinder and 4th edition are the same thing. 4th edition is the, we've simplified things, we've made it easier, it's more approachable. Pathfinder is the, we made it more fun and made the rules better. I thought Pathfinder was a variation of the 3rd edition. Yes. Okay. Because they took the 3rd edition rules and they made it better. So wouldn't it Pathfinder in 3.5 be similar or no? It is similar to 3.5. But, but then you also said it's similar to 4. No, no. I didn't say When did I say it was similar to 4? You Andy. just said it was similar no, to 4. I said they took 3.5. They took 3rd edition, 3.5. 
they simplified it and and altered it and made it more approachable. That was fourth edition. Yes, that's what, uh, that's you, what I thought. Well, that's what you said. That that much is what I said. That's fourth edition. The we made this easier for people to get into. Yes. Pathfinder was the we took the existing rules three point five and made it better. Not necessarily easier, but better. Pathfinder is the advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and fourth edition is D and D two. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you're playing Pathfinder. We're playing Pathfinder. Storming a keep that has been overrun and taken over by cultists that houses the shard of the world stone, uh, not the world, the ward stone that we need to destroy to save the world. I see. And in my Pathfinder game, you don't trust the other dwarf. In your Pathfinder game, I yes. haven't met any. Like, there was a dwarf, and I did a sense motive check, so which is just kind of like, I want an impression on this guy. He's a little pissed right now. Okay. But I'll explain that when I actually send out the email. Okay. So, yeah, so now it's... Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. Moving on. No, you said something. Moving on. You know, I, when I edit this, I could actually just go back and listen to what you said. I expect that you will. Moving on. <laughs> So now it's Sunday night. We should actually re- re- talk about topics. Right, because okay. you've got to get this edited and out. Yes, so I've got curling to tomorrow. What would you like to talk about? Um, well, now that I've started playing Assassin's Creed 4. Oh, Assassin's Creed 4. I know. You bought it new? Yes, yes, I did. That's actually very impressive right there. It has been the one game <laughs> for the 360 that I have bought new. Okay, so Andy bought Assassin's Creed 4. Yes. And when you bought Assassin's Creed 4, inside the case was a little online pass thing. Yes. Right? This is this has been going on for years now. Ubisoft and other companies have been kind of putting their own stop to reselling their games. They had online pass, and Ubisoft was, I don't even remember what they called it. Passport? Yes. Something like online passport? It was basically what allowed you to do multiplayer. Yeah. They're stopping. They are removing it. They are disabling it. They are turning it off. They are saying, you know what? The way we did this was pretty bad, and a lot of people are pissed about it, so we're going to get rid of it. Well, it's, it was the fact. It, it makes me understand that, yes, because it, it, EA had been doing this for multiplayer aspects of their games before this, so this is not a new thing. But when it starts to affect the single-player game, then I think that's what got people in a bit of a tizzy. And it affects the single-player game because it, like there's this extra fleet that makes it easier Yes, there's a. They have a, a a companion app that you can actually download for your uh, tablet that will actually have like the big game map and it can show you second. It's a secondary screen for the game. Okay. So you don't have to always, you know, pause the game, go into the map feature, and look for things. It's on the second thing there. But during in this map, you can do this thing called Edward's Fleet, which if you remember from the earlier um, Assassin's Keep in mind, game, I haven't played set, anything past. Uh, Brotherhood. I'm in the middle of Revelations. Okay. Do you remember how you could send assassins off to do missions around the world? Yes. Or around Italy or where? It's sort of like that. Okay. Except you could send your boats from your fleet of pirate ships out to do things. Oh, sounds kind of fun. Yes. Um, and so it would get you lots of money, which um, in this which game... Which makes the rest of the game easier. Yes, because... When you're looting people, you're getting like maybe five to ten bucks off of somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you find a treasure chest, you'll you'll get a couple hundred. But um, when you need to upgrade cannons that cost ten thousand dollars, you need money. You need it bad. So this helps. 
Yes. But you can't do it unless you have a new game. Yes, unless you have a new game. If you get a used game, you have to pay the $10. So what about this made the blowback big enough? I mean, like, I can understand frustration at that, but Ubisoft has said they are going to stop all of it and just kill the online pass program. So what, what made the blowback big enough that they wanted to do that? Um, or was this just there? Like you know, there was enough people in the company that wanted to get rid of it, and this was just their excuse. Maybe. Okay. I think it's just the fact that there were social aspects of the game that you have no access to without having the thing. Granted, also EA, who had started this online passes, dropped theirs earlier, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. So maybe the age it, of the online pass over. Maybe it is. Granted, the age of physical media games is going to be over soon. You've been saying that for four years. I know. Okay, so it's not going to be a quick change, but it's going to happen. When? I don't know. Maybe the next generation after this generation that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So the next next generation, maybe. So the let's Xbox see. This two comes out. This is the what are we on? Eighth gen PS4 and the the Xbox One are eighth gen. So you're saying on the tenth gen systems. No, if the Xbox One and the PS4 are 8th gen, I'm going to say the 9th gen. That we will be done with physical media by the 9th gen of systems. Yes. Put dinner on it? I... Hmm. I'll think about it. How strong in your conviction are you, Andy? <laughs> Depends on how long the life cycle for the Xbox One and the PS4 is. Because mm-hmm. we don't know that. No. So you want to be careful when you say that. I know, but that is my gut feeling. It says we're coming up to the last generation yeah. of physical media. Because for all we know, Sony and Microsoft will pull a Nintendo and produce an absolutely not really in any way, shape, or form improvement. <laughs> And forget to tell people that this is actually a new generation of system. Oh, Nintendo. You know, I wonder if, if Nintendo hadn't produced the Wii U when they did, if they had sat on it until, like, now, when it was clear that it was going to be the next generation system, that it would be competing against the PlayStation and against the Xbox One. I wonder if that would have helped them. I don't know. Because I... the, the whole thing felt like it got rushed out. The whole thing f- felt like it wasn't really what you would call the Wii 2. Right. It felt like it, it, was, it was the not Wii the successor 1.5. to the Wii. Yes. And in fact, I've, I've said that many times, that this is not their true next-gen system, that it's just kind of a, a mod of the current gen. Which I think was their problem. They needed to come out with the Wii 2, and instead they came out with, hey, look, it looks sort of like the Wii. It plays Wii games. Backwards compatible. But hey, pay for a whole brand new Wii console price. Cost more than the Wii, didn't it? I thought the Wii was 300 when it came out. No. The Wii, when it first came out? Yeah. Wasn't it? Didn't we have a whole big thing about, like, it'll be under $150, and it was 149 Probably. Maybe 199 I don't think it was much more than that. Hold on, I'm checking Wikipedia. If Wikipedia ever loads. Two forty nine ninety nine. Two fifty. Okay. Yes. What was the Wii U? Was the Wii U two fifty? Uh huh. <laughs> this is what Wii happens. Wii U is three forty. Okay, so it's even more expensive than the Wii. Oh, here's one for two eighty five. The eight gigabyte instead of the thirty two gigabyte. Mm-hmm. Was a bad idea all around. And in fact, not only was it a bad idea all around, but Nintendo has publicly stated, which is huge in in Japanese culture. 
that they are disappointed in it. Yeah, when oh man, when they publicly this was this was Satoru Iwata, which is Nintendo's president. president. Uh, basically, came and said like, yeah, the Wii U, we we kind of screwed up. <laughs> so I wonder when they come out with the next one. I don't know. I think they would have to actually try and get this one to work first. Do you, or do you give up on it? Well, if they give up on it now, what are they going to do? I mean, they can keep putting stuff out for it, but not focusing on it. Focus their, their efforts on making the next one so that they actually have something that will compete against the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Because right now, they are they got nothing. Nothing can compete. I, hmm. Yes, no, maybe. I'm curious to see how it handles the holiday season. True, but then again, during the holiday season, it's going to be competing directly with the two others. Yeah. Because they're both coming out real soon, actually. Yeah, the PS4 comes out this month. So does the Xbox One, doesn't it? I thought the Xbox One came out in... They're both going to... Xbox release date. Oh, in November. Yeah, so they're both coming out this month. Right, because you owe me a dinner for that. November 22nd. They're both going to come out before Black Friday. They'd be nuts not to. Yeah. I don't know. I could see it as that people are not willing to pony up. What, $400? Yeah. $300 for PlayStation 4? And then pony up the 300 oh, God. They need to drop the price on the Wii U. Yep. That's what they need to do first and foremost. Yep. If they want to compete, they've got to reduce the price again. You gotta, this is you, after a price reduction. Yeah. you got to get it down to at least 250 at least two fifty, if probably not probably less. I mean, if they if they put the Wii out, the Wii U out there at one ninety nine ninety nine, then, then I could see that they could they could potentially do it. But isn't that like going to be the Black Friday price for the Xbox three sixty or in, for the no, three sixty or the the one? I think the three sixty is already there. Oh, it's already under there, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's at like one seventy now. So yeah, yeah, you can get the bundles now for two fifty. Okay, so what do we got video game news-wise? Oh, speaking of Xbox, mm-hmm. there was an Xbox Live update. What? Yep. Why would they update Xbox Live? They don't use that anymore. They updated the terms of service of Xbox Live. Oh, shit. How are we getting screwed now? Microsoft will now request that players ensure their personal information is current, and they are dropping the class action lawsuits. Wait a minute. When you say dropping the class action lawsuits, you mean the, the part where it says you can no longer? Yes. So they're, they're re-allowing class action. No, sorry. They are dropping the class action. So you are not allowed to. And it appears in big, bold letters at the top of the Terms of Service Agreement. That you, by accepting this product, you, you say you cannot have a class action lawsuit. Yes. Why do they want your info updated? Uh, they say it's for security purposes. I don't understand that. Protecting your account from unauthorized access and fraud is a top priority for us. It helps keep Xbox Live safer and more secure for everyone. That's but why the Terms of Service... I don't understand how that works. <laughs> That I have to confirm that the information is accurate. I don't, I don't see how that works. I don't see how that's not like, here's the address we have for you on file. Which, if you're not the person that you, you say you are, now they also have your address. In this Terms of Service update, customers agreed to allow Microsoft to share this information with other parties. I.e. if you choose to link your Netflix and your Xbox Live account. I'm really not happy about this. What I want to give to Netflix is what I want to give to Netflix. They they don't need my home address. Why is Xbox trying to give Netflix my home address? How does that increase my security? I don't know, but somehow it does. That's crazy. It's crazy talk, Andy. 
I don't think they know what they're doing. Or I, I think they actually do know what they're doing this time and that they don't want to tell us what they're doing. All right, what else do we have? More Microsoft. Skype. Oh, Skype. Skype, that ubiquitous piece of communication software. <laughs> it is literally the glue that holds this podcast together. Well, we did mumble. True. It is our times. primary form of communication. Yes. I mean, it so is what Google has chat, kept it. Because that's what tells us when we, we are recording. Yes. I would say ever since we had, there's at least, I'd say, three years, probably over half our episodes, maybe 75%, would you say somewhere around there, have been recorded over Skype? More than that. Way more than that. I don't know. It, there was that time when we were recorded in person at the beginning. Oh, true. So it's what, four years ago you moved out to Kalamazoo? Yes, 2008, July. So, yeah, about three quarters are, are over Skype then. I forgot we used to record in person. How could you? Well, you would easily be forgettable for you since you wouldn't have to go anywhere. I never tried like you always came to me. Which I think set up a weird part of our relationship in this podcast. A weird precedence? Yes. You could have asked me to come to you. I didn't think about it at the time. Okay. I don't think that means anything about the, the setup of the podcast. I think that has more to do with, like, our 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 being. My accommodating people. nature? Well, there is that. Sure, we'll go with that. My selflessness? Are you implying that I'm selfish? No, I'm just pointing out that I am... Shoot, I, I mean, can't pronounce it. We we also had the, the thing of I had my own apartment and you were sharing with your brother. Yes, or with my parents. Or with your parents. And in either case, my apartment would have been a better place to record. Yes. You also had a Jimmy John's right around the corner. We also had Jimmy John's around the corner. <laughs> that was honestly what I would I would show up, park across the street, go to Jimmy John's. Get food. Get food. And then come up to record. Walk into Dave's apartment, act like my hands are full. The guard would open the door for me and I'd just walk up. Andy, the guards would open the door for you no matter what. True. They, they, they weren't there really to keep people like that out. <laughs> then why did you have a security door? I don't know. <laughs> Because they let anyone go past it. They really did. I do have to say, at one time I was actually stopped and asked who I was going to see. Yeah? One time. One time. Was it someone who was just, like, new that day? I don't know. This is late at night, so maybe. Okay. It was, but it's, it, that's, a, that's a life tip. If you need to get into somewhere secure... Just pretend like you belong there and have your hands full. Yes. And they will let you in. Yes. Awesome. So anyway, Skype. Skype. Um, we record Skype using this program called CallBurner. I'm not sure if I had reviewed it. I think you or, did a long oh, time ago. I'll have to check the list, but maybe I did. Um, and so, yeah, we'd use CallBurner to record the Skype recordings. It's a neat little program. And uh, recently, when I opened up Skype, I got a little warning message that said, Hey, CallBurner is not going to be able to be used after December 2013. I did a what the fuck. Why, why would this come up? Because Skype is retiring their desktop API. Retiring, so moving to mobile. Yes. Okay, quick check, Andy. Do you know what API is? Is API, no, is it like an SDK or no? I mean, they usually go hand in hand. They're usually very similar. The, the SDK, SDK usually the... includes an API. Okay, so hold on. SDK, that's a software development kit, right? Yes. API, well, let me try and guess what API stands for. A, 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 a application. Yes. Application, I have no idea what the P is. The I is probably some sort of interface. Yes. 
Application. Application P. What are you doing in an SDK? Oh, programming. There you go. Application programming interface. Go logic. Yay. Now, what is it? Um, my guess is it's the parts of Skype that allow other applications to interface with Skype. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like here's the list of hooks, here's the list of functions, it's the pieces of the program that we are giving to you so that you can write things for it. So it's kind of like the ports. You can think of it like that. On a computer. You, you can think of it like that. Okay, yes. here's the HDMI port for your laptop. Here's where you can plug in and get stuff from Not it. Not the best metaphor, but it works. Okay. And the SDK is all the developers' hardware to write things. Uh, no. No? No. The SDK is, is kind of like the packages that you need for the environments. Okay, now you're starting to lose me. Okay, don't worry about it. API is the interface. Okay, so Skype is removing their interface with third-party apps starting next month. For the desktop. Because they're switching to it's, mobile. It's just their desktop API that they're getting rid of. Yes. Okay. So you can't integrate with Skype anymore? No. So what are we doing? Well, good news, actually. Uh, when I opened up CallBurner to record this show, literally like as I opened it up, hey, look, there's an update for it. Okay. What's new in this update? Well, Call I'm glad you asked. For this, work. <laughs> for this version, CallBurner is no longer using the Skype API. Which means it will continue to work. Yes. Yay. So it's not going to have nice little new. functions that tell me, hey, this is the recording with of the call with Dave Pillay. It's just going to say, hey, this is a recording with Skype user mm. or Skype contact. So there's On this date and time. Yeah. So it would Boo. suck if I was recording with two different people on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> or if you recorded with two different people, period. Yes. I also now need to hang up with the calls from within Skype, which is what I normally do. But normally I can also hang up from CallBurner directly, but I can't do that anymore. Oh, darn. Yeah, I know. That that one I'm not worried about. It's just that fact where the in the previous calls list, it's just going to say Skype contact. Also, oh, darn. Whatever Truth. will you do, Andy? Well, if I have a bunch of calls in a row, then I might have issues. Just be careful when you name them. What I really would love is to just have Mumble, Mumble to have a web interface. Okay. That, that would be the neatest thing. Because you like the way Mumble does the recording. Yes. But you don't want to have to have people download Mumble. Yes. I see. Plus, it's also an open source software and is cross-platform. So, so what's next? Uh, what else do we got here? Government. Okay. We've got a lot of stuff for the government. Where do you By want that, to start? I mean like three topics. Uh, I'm going to be flying soon, so let's start with the FAA. Oh, well, good news. You can use electronic devices during all parts of your flight. Yay! Except you cannot use your cell phone as a cell phone. No, because that would be dumb, because you're going to lose signal. Have you ever actually turned your cell phone on while you've, you've been on a flight? No. Like when you're off way actually in the... Well, you said no, so never. Okay. I've actually turned my phone off of airplane mode uh, in the middle of a flight because I was curious about something. And there's no signal. There's there's no signal. Zero signal. Depends on how high up you are, first and foremost. Anytime after about 30 seconds after takeoff. Because the cell phone antennas are not going to... They're specifically they designed... Up. 
to broadcast in a wide, flat beam width. Right. They, so they don't go up. Yeah, they don't go up. Even if they do go up, I'm not sure if your cell phone will have enough oomph. Well, okay, so you've got now. you've got the height requirement, so you could actually probably, because you're high enough up there, you could just have line of sight down to the towers. But then it would be trying to hand off to every single tower, yeah. like every second, maybe. You're, you're moving too fast? Yeah, you'd be you're moving too, too fast, and up. so the handshakes would just, it would be a jumbled mess. You'd probably start to overload some cell phone towers. Well, not you personally, but if everybody tried to do if that, it would, doing it, yeah. Oh, that'd be a big mess. Yep. It 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 is possible though to you know if you're low enough to actually connect to a cell phone tower. But then, like I said, it. Yeah, but you'll you'll get handed off almost immediately. Yeah. So not the best. Uh, but you will be able to use portable electronic devices, personal electronic devices, anything that doesn't have a cell phone, or if your cell phone is in wireless uh, airplane mode. I both like this and do not like this. Go ahead. I like it because, hey, I can use, you know, my electronic devices like my my Kindle. Yeah. I don't like it is just for the fact that everybody's going to keep using their phones during takeoff and landing, which is where a majority of airline crashes happen. Right. But that's the thing. Like, you you aren't supposed to be on your phone and... You are still required legally to follow the instructions of airline attendants. If they say turn it off, you are required to turn it off. True. You don't get the, oh, but the law says I can do this now. No, the law says by default you get to do it. I think the rule in any plane is that the the flight staff have... Final say. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can do pretty much whatever they want to. They could probably hogtie you and throw you in the back of the plane, and they have the authority to do so. I mean, you could potentially sue them afterwards, unless they but had a you, damn good If you're good causing disruption to, to the flight, if you get too close to that cockpit door, yep. I think they're allowed to, like, just, you know, subdue you with any means possible. Yep. I mean, you know, among other things, at that point, you are not necessarily a danger to yourself, but to everyone else on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> What I'd love to see, though, um, last time I was in a plane, um, during takeoff, I think it was during takeoff, or it was during, no, it was during landing, because they went from back to front. Um, one of the stewardesses had this giant, like, two, three-quart water bottle. So it was, like, the, the size of a water bottle, but it was really long, and it was filled with tea. Mm-hmm. It got, I guess, during the landing, got dislodged, and it just shot forward like a rocket down the middle of the aisle. Oops. I cannot wait until somebody was like, well, I can have my laptop open during landing. And then it jiggles a bit, and then that, you know... It just flies as a projectile. Yeah, that $800 laptop, I could just see that just start sliding down the aisleway, hitting everything along the way, and then the guy gets it back, and it's a million pieces. I think the uh, the laptops also are still, they need to be put away. Oh, so this is just... Like Kindles. Smartphones, tablets, and e-readers. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, okay, so laptop, somebody's brand new bulky. iPad. Watching somebody's brand new iPad just go flying down. down. The, yeah, yep. that would be... Oh, karma. <laughs> if that's karma or not. Okay, so that's the FAA. Yes. What about government IT, healthcare.org, or .gov? Well, okay, so the government shutdown happened, right? Yeah. 
And so somebody at the computer science department in the University of Houston was curious to say, okay, so when the government starts to um, open back up again, how quickly do the websites get updated? So they, they took the graph, uh, well, they took the 240 government shut down or partially shut down websites, and they tracked when they became operational after the official time when President Obama signed H.R. 2775 that allowed the government to reopen again. And what were the results? 96% of the websites were open within a day. It's not bad. No. That said, these are a bunch of people who had stayed home because they couldn't go into work and were like, I want to go back to work, I want to go back to work, I want to go back to work. It actually looks like there was a small handful of sites that had uh, reopened before he even signed the law (laughs) into effect. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. Technically illegal. Oh, what a surprise. A majority of them reopened between the hours of 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. You You mean when the IT staff gets into work? Probably, yeah. It goes from somewhere between right around 75 to almost 200 at that time frame. Wow. So, yeah, there, there you go. If, if the government needs to really, you know, it seems the government can actually work quickly, which is surprising. Considering the government, yes. Yes. Uh, that said, healthcare.gov is still broken. Well, that's just because they worked on contractors. and Oh, uh, oops. Yeah. So that fact, was my guess of, is somebody had somebody else's who needed a favor and yeah. his cousin works for this company and so Have you heard that a lot of uh major IT companies are are offering help now? I wouldn't doubt it. I knew Oracle was doing that. Is Google doing that too? Oracle, Google, Microsoft, Apple. Stupid guys at Equifax. What? God. Now, I do have to point out, though. Wait, okay, so what, 90- what's wrong with Equifax? They were in charge. They were one of the three contract companies to set oh, up and God. run the website. Wait, why would you give it to Equifax? What? My guess is because somebody gave, Equifax gave somebody a lot of money for their yeah, campaign. That's, that makes zero sense. Maybe Equifax it's something about really personal data security company. or something. I don't want the company that's designing. Okay. God damn. Okay. So let me just point out this one fact. Okay. So yeah. 96% were open within a day. Yeah. Two government websites became operational and the next day. Four took four more days, and two websites took eight days to become operational. Which two? They don't say. Aw. So yeah, so a majority of the government is good, but you still got some serious stragglers. I wonder if those were the situations where it was like, um, yeah, they all come back into work, and then a week later, like, why haven't we been getting any... Oh, shit, the website! Like, Jim, flip the switch, and someone just turns it on. It's like, okay, we're good. I mean, that's that's plausible, right? Yeah. They just forgot that they needed to turn it back on. Or it's like one of those obscure departments of, like, Department of Immigration, Labor, and the Department of Labor and the Health. It's like some yeah. somebody way down the line, and so they put in their ticket. <laughs> and it just got ignored. Yeah. Hey, can somebody reopen our website, please? Guys. Hello? No, seriously. So whatever happened, there was a huge scare during the shutdown about the CDC and like some salmonella outbreak. Yes. Whatever happened to that? Because it disappeared as soon as they're like, yep, government's reopened. Well, let me just Google the CDC and salmonella. Because now their website's up. Although I think the CDC website was never down. They found some of the strands. 30 furloughed employees will turn to work due to the salmonella outbreak. 
Huh, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight outbreaks of salmonella this year. Did you know that? Nope. Let's see, the active salmonella outbreaks, there are two of them going on right now. Let's see, 362 people in that one, zero deaths, 21 states. There's a recall, including Wisconsin and Michigan. Oh, so that chicken that I have in the fridge that's been there for like two weeks probably Hold on, should be. Let me it. see what it says. Andy, it's okay. We can move on. We probably should move on. You don't want to hear about bad chicken? I'm good without hearing about bad chicken. Okay. I'd much rather find out what these mysterious barges are in San Francisco. Ah, the Google barges. I still haven't figured out how they figured out it was somehow related to Google if the LLC is was called, like, by and large or something like that. Isn't that the, the thing from Wally? Maybe. Okay. So, uh, supposedly so what, what they are, are... What are these barges? The purpose of, the, according to the lease, is the fabrication of a special event structure and art exhibit only and for no other purpose. So, a special event. Yes. Supposedly what that means is it's a Google Glass retail store. On a barge. On a barge. Are they just going to float it up the coast? The barges are built of shipping containers stacked together with cutouts. Um, so the, it will be a Google Glass store VIP sort of demo place. And why shipping containers is the fact that it could then be disassembled and moved by land, sea, or rail. Wouldn't rail be land? Well, rail or semi-trucks. Okay. So road, rail, and sea. Yeah, but it would be like a fleet of semi-trucks. Yes. Oh, yeah. By and large, LLC was a Wally reference. Okay, there you go. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But that's supposedly what all this big hoopla was. It's not floating data centers. It's not this, that, and the other thing. It's a showroom for Google Glass. It's a giant Or it's party a recruiting boat. center and a training ground. I like the idea of it being just a giant party boat. Okay. It's a huge party boat. <laughs> Everyone a five-story tall party boat. Uh, Dell has successfully gone private. And what's going to change? Well, I mean, he can now do things with the company that he needs to do. Biggest change is that the company doesn't need to answer to the shareholders. Which is, I think, is a good thing. Usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually that's like, a good that's, thing. That's why he took it private, Andy. <laughs> he took it public to make money. And then he bought it back to fix the company. Yeah. So good for Michael Dell. I'm excited to see what happens. Probably a lot of people are going to get fired, and then a lot of new people will get hired, and there will be some changes. And businesses will still buy Dell. Yes. What else? Uh, what else do we got going on here? Tons of stuff. Uh, plasma TVs are going away. That was Philips? Panasonic. Panasonic. Oh, was Panasonic was like the last holdout for plasma TVs because, by and large, plasma TVs have a better picture than LCDs, but it's the cost. According to Panasonic financial statements, the company has lost more than $15 billion in the plasma TV business over the past two years. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Which is a lot me, of money. Which makes me say, hey, I think they just got beat by a cheaper competitor. Yeah. It's not as good, so, but I don't think people understood, you know, blackness levels and color ratios and all so that stuff. So are plasma TV... So, I mean, plasma TVs are higher quality. Yes. Are they going to go super cheap now because everyone's just going to try and unload them? I don't know. Like, should there be incredible plasma TV deals for Black Friday? <laughs> Oh, that'd be hilarious. Like a going out of business sale for plasma TVs right. on Black Friday. I don't know. When Saturn disappeared, was there suddenly re cheap Saturns everywhere? I said, like the Sega Saturn? 
No, no, no. The car Saturn. When GM dropped the Saturn, was there suddenly? I oh god, I, I hadn't even really thought that the Saturn didn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. I forgot Old that Mobiles the Saturn don't was a exist. car. Saturns don't exist. Saab doesn't exist. Hummer doesn't exist. Well, Hummer exists. Okay, in name only because they were bought by a Chinese company. It's technically, Saab exists in name only as well. Right, except that they also produce the same kind of car that they used to produce. But okay, so Oldsmobile and Saturn, they are definitely gone. Okay. That's uh, yeah. So was there cheap Saturns everywhere? I as have soon no as- idea. I wasn't buying a car back then. Panasonic plans to continue to sell plasmas until its inventory runs out. So probably not for cheap. No. Oh, yeah, Black uh, Friday's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, I was actually, I need to talk to you about that. Okay. Because I need possibly to buy a very large television. Well, most of the websites have not dropped their, or leaked their announcements yet. Okay. It was really funny. It was um, one of the websites that I follow for the Black Friday stuff posted the Black Friday preview, I think, for like Bonton. I don't know what this store is or what they sell, but they, they were... They got their press release saying that about their Black Friday deals and everything, so they posted them online. Then they got a takedown letter. From who? Bonton, saying, hey, you guys shouldn't post our stuff. Hmm. And they wrote back saying, um, we got it from your official press release. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Oh, that happens so many times. Yeah. So, speaking of holidays and specials, Mm -hmm. do you remember uh, Dave Gilbert? From Wadget. Yes. We interviewed him on this show. Yes. Nice guy. Very nice guy. Lovely company. Good games. Yes. Adventure games. Yes. Yes. I still am only halfway through the second time of um, Resonance. Okay. I went through the first time, and then I'm playing the second time with the director's commentary. Okay. It's good. I like it. He made an oops. Yes. Well, it wasn't really an oops, but... So there were several oopses involved. Yes. So he wanted to do a special for Halloween. Okay. He was going to give one of the Blackwell games away for free. Um, Blackwell Deception. Okay. He was giving it away for free on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't just that game. Uh, the codes that were being generated were the entire library of Wadget Eye games. Okay. So that's the first oops. Yeah. So he found an option in Steamworks to remove, retroactively remove the games from the Steam keys. And so... So now those codes weren't for all the games. It was just for the one. So that was... that. Okay, so that problem was fixed. Yes. Then the codes kept going like gangbusters. Yeah, it was like through the roof. Like it was literally crashing the servers at the company that was hosting this sale. This sale. Uh, turns out people were, were basically auto-generating codes to get the games that they could then use later and resell them. The people were ordering multiple copies of the game, hundreds at a time. Also, oops. Yeah. Uh, he contacted the, the hosts and said, hey, this is going on, we need to, uh, we, we need to put a stop to it. They did. Except they didn't. No. They removed the link. Well, but no. The first, URL first, was, oh, go ahead. First, they set up a system for a one code per IP. Yep. But but the people just spoofed their IPs. Yeah. That that was a that was a that got rid of the most of the people who didn't know, know what, what they, they were, were doing. doing. Uh, and and then people just spoofed. Uh, yeah. And then they... What was the next step? Then the BMT uh, removed the link from the internet. Right. Except they didn't remove the URL. No. So if you had the link, it still worked. Yeah. So it's like saying they, they didn't close down the house. They just removed the numbers in front of the house. Right. 
So if people knew where the house was, they could just go right in. So yeah, um, people kept on stealing stuff. Overall, 30,000 Steam keys were stolen before finally everything was shut down. So they eventually said, okay, you know what? We're done. This is stopping. They completely removed the link and killed the keys. All of the keys. Which, I don't understand why people were... This game was released, what, in 2011? I think so. How much is this currently for on Steam? Say that again? How much is the current price for Blackwell Deception on Steam? I don't know. I don't have Steam open, because I'm recording. I don't have Steam open either. Blackwell? Legacy? Blackwell... Blackwell Deception. $10. Okay, so... The Blackwell Bundle is $20. These poor guys. Poor Wadget. I do have to say, though, some of the people, when they found out, hey, the internet's full of bad people. Did you hear that? Okay, so um, Extra Life was going on this weekend. Mm -hmm. Somebody had DDoSed the Extra Life website. Why? I don't know. Some men like to watch the world burn? Evidently so. That is terrible. Really, you're going to DDoS a website. A A charity website. A charity website who is helping out children hospitals. They're literally just doing it for the kids. Sick kids. For the sick kids. And these people DDoS the website. Yes. Dicks. Serious. Serious dicks. God. Okay, I think we really have to move, though. Okay, how about something else that makes me feel grumpy? (laughs) Sure. One last thing that makes me feel grumpy, and then we can actually, you know... Uh, Okay, one more grumpy Andy. All right, somebody did a survey of 20-somethings in Business Communication Quarterly. Yeah? They did some uh, mobile phone-related behaviors during formal business meetings. Okay. All right, here we go. 51% of 20-somethings believe it is appropriate to read text during formal business meetings. Yeah. That doesn't seem too bad, right? Uh, Okay. 43% believe it is appropriate to write texts during a formal business meeting. Yeah. Okay. 34% believe it is appropriate to answer phone calls. Okay. Really? 34% believe... Andy, do you remember... I I can't think of a movie or a show at this point, but any of those scenes where it's, it's a bunch of old white men around a conference table talking and listening to one person. Yes. And what happens almost every time that it's on a TV show? Because it's the only reason they would do it. There's a young guy in the room not paying attention? Nope. What? Someone walks in with a note. And everybody pauses and stares at the note holder. No. Or that the, the note that, holder is somebody's secretary. The note holder just walks into the meeting. It's usually someone's secretary. Goes to the person whose note it is, hands them the note, and walks out. The person then reads the note and will usually say, hang on one second, I have this new piece of information. Or they will put the note down, they'll they'll read it, and then they'll put it down and resume watching the meeting, or they will get up and leave or do something. It's the same thing. Go ahead and tell me how this is different. I feel like answering a phone call well, in the middle of a... Well, you don't stay in the room. That's stupid. That I would agree with. Okay, so texting, I'm, I'm fine with that one. All okay, right. you're on board with texting. Texting because it's quiet, it's discreet. Right. If you're doing it constantly, you might be playing Fruit Ninja during your meeting, and that's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to slice fruit, kill zombies, or crush candy during a meeting. Okay, candy crushes is, is no. Does it say that it's okay that they just, like, use it? 
or play games on it? That's also stupid. 54% of all respondents believe it is inappropriate to use mobile phones at all during formal meetings. Yeah, but that means for texting and calling. I think that just means using having your phone out at all for any reason. Right, but that's people saying it's inappropriate. Yes, so it's half. Not, it's, yeah, but it's not 46 people saying you should be doing other things on your phone. It's not, it's not talking about things beyond texting and answering calls. You cannot assume that because 54% say you shouldn't use it at all, 46% think you should use it for everything and that it's okay to have your face buried in it. Okay. That's that's misreading and misrepresenting the data. So it's not a black-white sort of question. Right. Okay. Because I, you know, it, we, we just said, hey, so texts, is texting okay? And you've now said yes. You fall into that 46%. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Less irritating? Less irritating. Okay. Not grumpy? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Which means we should move on to something Random, something that'll make you grumpy again. Sure. Because I get to pick the random review this week. Let me, hold on, Karnak the Magnificent, Hearthstone. Hearthstone! Because, you know, I totally didn't tell you beforehand what I was going to review. I was literally thinking about that earlier. I was literally playing earlier today. Were you? Because I thought you were going to review it. Bull! You're calling bull on me, that's why I played it this morning? I called bull on that is why you played it this morning. No, that's exactly why I played it this morning. Then why were you so angry when I said, I'm going to review Hearthstone? Because I thought I was going to review it next week. I'll have to think Ah. of something else to review. (laughs) Which means I'll have to dig through Assassin's Creed enough to actually get give it an honest review transfer zombies too oh man you're brilliant you're welcome because that was <laughs> going to be my next review no 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 i'll do assassin's creed next okay and then, then i will review plans for zombies too well we've got this planned out now hearthstone activision blizzards free to play not mmo because it's not massive at once it's always one-on-one it's a ccg ccg yeah an online ccg or is it a ccg or is it t no because you can't actually trade the cards it's It's only collectible okay ccg so it's almost like magic the the online version of magic it's really really similar to magic But it's it's magic simplified. So it's player versus player. You pick a class from World of Warcraft. You have your nine classes, mage, rogue, paladin, priest, warrior, shaman, etc. No death knights. I wonder if they're going to add death knights. Yeah, there isn't any, and this is there. Nope. I was uh, thinking, like, I swear Miss One's missing. That's what it is, the Death, death Knight. Right. Yeah, and Monk is missing as well. Because who wants to be a fat panda? Um, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway... You have decks, and each deck is kind of influenced by what class you are, because each class has class-specific cards. And you you play, and it's actually a very intuitive game. It's very easy to pick up, very fast to learn, very fast to teach, and it's a lot of fun. Andy and I played, and I beat the snot out of him a couple times, and then showed him how to build his own deck, and then he proceeded to wipe the floor with me. Now, we can first off, we need to point out the fact that it is still in private beta. Yes, but invites have been going out like gangbusters. Yes. Go sign up. We should also point out it is free to play, and the plan is to release it as free to play, which I think kind of is, is the first thing we should talk about is how do you like how they've handled that? I like... I was I was going to have issues with the fact, okay, so everything is based off of coins. You can spend money to buy coins. Yeah, and That's then you ha- can that- spend coins to enter the arena. 
Yeah, there's which okay, is so that, this little point mini out. draft tournament. Yeah, there's there's two li- there's two ways to play. You can either Three. play just head to head, one versus one. Well, that's the base game for everybody. It's just one versus one. Yes. But then you also had these mini draft tournaments. But the point is the fact that you don't actually have to be there for the entire tournament. Right. It's you play whenever you feel like playing. Yeah. And it's just how many wins can you get before you get three losses? Yes. Because there are times where I'd be playing things and be like, oh, this person's going to have this card. Then I realized, well, this person might have been grabbing their deck from like six months ago. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's in their hand? Yep. But, okay, so yeah, you have to spend coins to get into the arena, or you have to spend coins to buy booster packs. Now you get coins from, get ready, get ready, are you ready? Daily quests. quests. Daily quests. You get to do dailies to get coins. Which I thought was going to be a problem because the fact that I was only getting a quest a day. Yeah, but then you don't play for two or three days. That's what happened. I, I signed in this morning. It's like, hey, three quests. Poof. You're like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I liked how two of my quests, one of them was win two games as either a warrior or a rogue. Yeah. And the other one was like win two games as a rogue or a mage. So you're like, I'm playing rogue. I'm going to play rogue for two games. Hey, look at that. I won both of them. Oh, you bastard. 80 coins. Poof. I got the, like, win two games as a druid. Oh, I could do that. I That's not hard to do. My druid deck sucks. But I, what I hate is the fact, though, that um, its matchmaking system leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah. So that is that is kind of the biggest drawback right now. The matchmaking is not perfect. No. Uh, you, you are not necessarily put against people with equal skill. Or I anywhere playing, near equal equal skill. I was playing as a level six. I think it was a level six paladin, and I got put against a mage who was definitely like you could see the amount of rare and I don't remember what's above rare cards. You can kind of tell because they have little gems in the center, so you start seeing like white gems and purple gems, and you're like, really, mm-hmm. really, you're putting that guy against me who I haven't even gotten the base twenty cards yet yep. from my class. Yep. Sucks to be you. At that point, I just watch him like throw out um, the one card that you get if you actually spend money. He throws that card out there and a couple more rares, and I'm just like, screw it, I'm leaving. <laughs> give up. But that's the nice thing. You can just give up. Um, communication between players doesn't exist. Unless you're friends with them. But then you can communicate basically outside of the game while you're playing them. Yep. But inside the game, it's... Very, very limited to yes. predefined things, which is a great way to handle the, like... Oh, you should go kill yourself. You are terrible. And uh, yeah, harassment. There is zero harassment. It's literally impossible because you can have your character do emotes, but then you can also mute the emotes from yep. the other person. You can squelch their emotes and just play. Yeah. Um, it does have Blizzard behind it. So Blizzard's kind of fetish of balance has been really interesting to see in this because they, they modify the, the cards and the different classes and what abilities they have. Yeah, it's fun watching going back through the forums and other blog posts about people who've been in this beta earlier and they're complaining about things. And you're like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like that, that's not there. What are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? Three coins? No, no, no it's like ten coins now. <laughs> Um, and there's another drawback to having Blizzard behind this. What's that? Blizzard is really good, like really, really, really good at making you want to continue to play their games. And a lot of the dirty tricks that they pulled in WoW, that they learned from WoW, they have applied to Hearthstone. And they did start to apply some of that to spending money. I have not yet spent money on this game. (laughs) 
I'm like, I think I spent a dollar just so I could get the one card that you get if you spend money. There's a card you get if you spend money? Yes. I might have It's a gnome a that when you throw him out on the deck or you, you play him, he automatically pulls a random machine, quote unquote. And oh, I've uh, seen the, that card. Yeah. Where it has that weird golden dragon over it. I've seen that card. Yeah, that's the card you get if you actually spend money. Okay. Yeah, Blizzard's really good at this. They've had but a long time to get to know it. I do, I'd do. i love to point out the fact, though, that yes, you can spend money to get a good deck, especially if you buy, you know, lots and lots. If you spend 50 bucks and buy I, whatever that exorbitant number of booster packs is. It's like so 40. yes, you can you can spend money to get good cards. But you but, can get them just by playing. Yeah, you can get them. You can di- you can definitely just, it's going to take longer, but you can you can play this game to its fullest extent without spending money. The only thing that right now that is you cannot get without spending money is the one gold card. And once the game goes live, you can craft that card in a regular form. Oh, cool. You just won't have the special gold version of it. Same exact card, same exact stats. It's just not gold colored. That's it. Okay. Um, Did you know free... about the hidden quests? The hidden quests? No. Yeah. What hidden quests? Um, there are special hidden quests, like the fact that you have to beat all nine of the original computer-controlled characters to gain access to their decks. That's the first one. There's also you gain coins if you um if you beat the expert version of all the computer characters. Um, if you collect all the pirate characters, you get a special pirate parrot, I think, card. And then I think there's also like a hidden quest to collect all the murlocs as well. I'm actually trying to do that. A yeah. murloc deck is so incredibly powerful. So yeah, there are actual like hidden quests in the game. That's pretty cool. How do you uncover them? Just I just googled them? Hearthstone quests, and in my search results, it was like, hey, hidden quests. I'm like, what are these? Collect all the pirates? Okay. I'll have to find that and check it out. I wonder if there's one for com- uh, collecting all the dudes with guns. I do not believe so at the moment. Okay, that's too bad. But it's free. Sign up for the beta. Wait for your invite. If you don't, hey, you'll go it's, live. It'll and go live you, soon anyway. Like I said, it's a free game. You it's, do not have to spend money to get anything, anything in the game. Yeah, and it, it's pretty worth it. It's a fun game. If you like collectible card games. If you don't like collectible card games, if, if you are not a fan of Magic... You will not like this. No. Okay, random topic. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. If you... Yes, you had a pet unicorn. What would you name it and why? So what would you name it? You didn't hear? No. Oh, I'll say it again. It it loses some of the effect because the idea is that it was the immediate response. But uh, lunch. Was that actually your answer? No, that was not actually my answer. That was the sarcastic Dave is a dick answer. My actual answer, if I had a unicorn, what would I name it? Well, Andy, as you should know... Unicorns are incredibly intelligent creatures. I would not get to choose its name. What? How do you... (laughs) Okay. Uh, Really, I don't know what I'd name it. I I was never good at coming up with names for pets. I would call my unicorn Robot. Robot, so that you had Robot Unicorn? Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, this is my unicorn Robot. Robot Unicorn. Uh, And then I could tell it to attack. Robot Unicorn Attack. No, is it is it Robot Unicorn is the name? Because if, yes. if okay, so your unicorn is named Robot Unicorn, not Robot, but Robot Unicorn. Like Unicorn is its family name. Sure, its first name could be Robot, but its its surname is Unicorn. Or I can name it Always. 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 I wanna be with you. I was waiting to just try and get that into your head. I was pounding. Sooner or later, something was gonna cause it to crack. Yep. Except you know what? What? Laura dressed up as a unicorn for Halloween, so it's been in my head all week. So <laughs> the only thing is, 
now it's in your head too. That's fine. Yeah, I really don't care if it's in my head. It's fine. The, the, the bonus is nothing can stay in my head. It just leaks out. It just, the amount of absent-mindedness that's up there, whew, it's gone. Now I have Katamari Damashi going through my head. That's how quickly things can change up here. How? Aha, there you go. Ah, I still have to come up with a name, don't I? Yes. And not the name that Laura suggested earlier. Yeah. Um, 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 chocolate. Chocolate? my unicorn chocolate. If it's a white unicorn, would you name it Are white chocolate? Are there any other types of unicorns? I don't know. I am not up on my unicorn folklore. I suppose they could be other colors. Because there are lots of colors of horses. That's a given. Yes. I don't know. Yes, I will name my unicorn chocolate. Mostly because there are chocolate-covered pretzels right here, and I really want to eat one. In European folklore, unicorn is often descriptive as a white horse-like or goat-like animal. Goat-like? Goat-like? A goat unicorn? unicorn goat? Andy, you blew my mind. Laura says she has a book about unicorn goats. I need to go, Andy, before this gets any worse. Well, there's a brown unicorn in this 1500-year pin painting. Supposedly the throne chair of Denmark is made from unicorn horns. Pretty sure it's not. Yeah, most people think uh, it's narwhal tusks. Also, North Korea claims to have found unicorns, and also not true. Okay, anyway. (laughs) I think we're done. I guess that's a wrap, then. Okay. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.